And that is such a great joy, isn't it? It's easier to read the scriptures and to fulfill them and to live them out. And uh, it is always good to have saints who uh, are continuing to do that over many years. Now, um, today I'm going to be doing something a little bit different. I'm not going to be expounding those texts, although they shape much of what we're thinking about. Because uh, today um, we're thinking about who we are as a, as a church. So you can put the, the first picture up. Uh, who we are as, as a church. I, I've been here at Christ Church now for a year. This is a, exactly, in fact, a year. This to Sunday is a, a Sunday. It doesn't need any... Uh, well, I'm thankful to God for it. Um, and thank you for putting up with me for, for a year. Uh, we have loved being here. Loved getting to know a new church family. Loved experiencing new ways of doing things. Experiencing a new area. And um, seeking to discern what God is doing here in, uh, in our midst. And uh, uh, I love this, this photo from um, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Oh, there we go. Uh, I love this photo a couple of weeks ago from uh, our bring and share lunch. It could summarize what we are about as a church, couldn't it? Uh, food and fellowship. And uh, food and fellowship are two vitally important things uh, in the life of any church. And I'm delighted to discover a church that loves food uh, like Christ Church and loves getting together as family. Um, and they are important things. But... Um, we're a bit more than just food and fellowship as a church. Uh, we've been discovering it, so I'm going to take that one off with all the food on because I know you're going to be feeling hungry then and you're just going to think about your lunch. Um, uh, but over the months, we've been, I've enjoyed working with the PCC to articulate something of who we are as a church. Uh, and we could have come with, up with all sorts of sets of words to describe who we are and what we uh, feel God wants us to be. But we've agreed a form of, of, of words. I want to share that with you this morning, a kind of purpose as a church, why we're here, what we're seeking to be. And uh, here is the short version. Christchurch Severton Hill, living and sharing the good news of Jesus. This is the eight-word version. This is the word version that you might want to remember, that you could think about. You could say, you know, if someone says, what's your church? Like, what's your church about? What are you thinking about? Uh, what are you uh, aiming to be doing and, 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 and representing? Uh, you could say, oh, we're, we're seeking to be, to be living and sharing the good news of Jesus. Let's try it. What, what's, what's Christ Church all about? We are living and sharing the good news of Jesus. Excellent. Gosh, you've got it already. Brilliant. See, so, yeah, the heart of the Christian Faith, of course, is Jesus. You know, we don't believe in some kind of vague, generic God out there. We don't believe in some vague, generic spirituality. It is all about Jesus at the very heart and center of everything. He is the good news, the one who reveals God. He is the one who forgives our sins, who redeems us, restores us who transforms broken lives, who fulfills our longings, our deepest longings for purpose and significance. Uh, he is the one who offers life in all its fullness, uh, both in this world and in the world to come. Uh, this is good news. And that's why the good news of Jesus is at the very heart of everything we are and everything we do as a church. And our calling is both to live it to believe it, trust it, and live that good news, and to share it with others. That's why we had these two readings, sometimes known as the Great Commandment and the Great Commission. They kind of summarize in lots of ways uh, our Christian calling. The Great Commandment is around how we live and love, a life shaped with love for God and for uh, one another. Uh, our church life will be marked by that Great Commandment of love. And then the great commission, Jesus' command to, to go, to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing, teaching, 
uh, taking the gospel out, the good news that, that God wants us to share with others uh, so that others might come to know Jesus and to grow in him. So that's our calling. This is our short version, eight words, Christ Church, Surbiton Hill, living and sharing the good news of Jesus. Let's try it once more time. Let's, let's, let's do it again. So uh, uh, Christ Church, Surbiton Hill, what are we about? Living and sharing the good news of Jesus. Great. I apologize if you hate having to say words. You don't have to say them, by the way. But, but, but there we are. That is the short version. But I want to just take you through a slightly longer version, within, with, which contains this shorter version. Here's the longer version. It's, it's 33 words. Okay. Uh, you don't need to remember this, though you might want to. Uh, but it's our kind of fuller purpose statement, a statement of why we're here. And in a sense, it's simply articulating some biblical convictions that we want uh, Christchurch to be uh, um, displaying and, and experiencing, and, and in some ways aspirational. Um, but here's, here's, uh, here's the 33-word version. Uh, Christchurch exists, that's why we're here, to glorify God by being a Jesus-loving, Bible-believing, spirit-filled, prayerful and servant-hearted family, living and sharing the good news of Jesus, you've seen that before, in Surbiton and the world. Okay, this is the 33 version. Oh, it's nearly went, but it's back again. Don't worry, it's not going to be a memory verse this time. Uh, you can see that eight-word summary in the middle of it. So if we can remember living and sharing the good news of Jesus, that would be good. But here's the 33-word version, and I just want to take us through this briefly uh, this morning uh, just to think about it. We'll, but we'll be thinking about this over the, over the coming months and, and years, um, I hope. So it begins like this. Christ Church uh, exists to glorify God. Psalm 115, verse 1. It's a wonderful verse, worth remembering. Not to us, Lord, not to us, but to you and to your name be the glory. Uh, because of your love and faithfulness. Not to us, but to your name be the glory. Uh, all of the Bible, of course, is about God and about his glory. Uh, it's amazing how, how we reverse that so quickly. Ever since the fall, of course, the, that's been reversed and I have been put at the center. It's the word sin, you remember the meaning of the word sin. If you put a big I in the middle, that's really what it is. It pushes God out of the center, it puts me at the center. It's what we've tended to do in our kind of Western individualism since the Enlightenment. You know, the, I think, therefore, I am. Uh, this radical individualism that's been flourishing puts me firmly at the center. So good things have come out of it. But the whole of the Bible is a constant reminder uh, that in the beginning, God, before anything else, before anything else, God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, living in an eternal, dynamic relationship of love, satisfied in himself. He didn't need to do anything, but out of that overflow of his love, creation came to being. He's, he's created it that's out of an overflow of love. And we know and, 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 and experience love because it's come from God. And so God is at the center, center of everything. It must remain at the center of everything. Uh, and his so we exist as individuals, we exist as a church to glorify God. Uh, Steve took some of the young people on a conference called Satellites uh, over the summer. Uh, it's a great picture, isn't it, of that, that, just the idea, this idea of satellites is a great picture of the church or Christians uh, revolving around God. You know how satellites revolve around the earth. The earth don't, doesn't exist for the satellites, 
I mean, that would be strange, wouldn't it? Uh, the satellites exist for, for the earth. They serve the earth. And, and so it is with, with God. So it is with the church and us as Christians. We are here uh, to glorify him. That's at the, the center of everything we, we are and who we are. We, we're here for God. Kind of obvious, but needs to should be said because uh, we quickly turn it around. Uh, and we exist for the glory of God and we'll do that by in various ways, by being a Jesus-loving, Bible-believing, spirit-filled, prayerful and servant-hearted family. So uh, we'll do it by being uh, Jesus-loving. As I say, it's all about Jesus. For God so loved the world, he sent his only son. We saw last week, Andrew's fantastic sermon. If you weren't here last week, get onto the online, watch uh, that sermon on the land. But we began with Colossians 1. Uh, uh, Jesus being the image of the invisible God. Through him all things were created. For him all things were created. Uh, Jesus is at the center of everything. And he calls us uh, to, to have him at the center and to uh, love him. As those who've received his love, we are to love Jesus. Not just to know him intellectually, not just to know uh, our theology, uh, but for our hearts to be uh, set apart in love for Jesus. Uh, you remember the conversation, don't you, with, with Peter on the beach. Uh, after he denied Jesus three times, he meets with the, the risen Jesus. And Jesus turns to him and he says, Peter, do you love me? He doesn't say, you know, Peter, do you know me? Peter, are you sorry for what you did? Peter, uh, do, you, do, you, do you really believe I'm real? Peter, do you really uh, believe I'm alive? He said, Jesus, Peter, do you love me. He asked him three times. Peter said, you know I love you. And Jesus commissioned him. So, so here's the question. Uh, do you love me? It's a question we've all got to ask, but, but if we're going to be a church that brings glory to God, we're going to love Jesus uh, with our hearts, not just know him in our heads, love him with our hearts. And of course, he did say, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. So, so it will affect how we live if we love Jesus. But he does say it that way around. He doesn't say, if you obey me, you, you will love me. And that's how sometimes we think, you know, as long as I do my duty, as long as I do my duty, that's okay, because that's evidence of my love. Well, obedience is an evidence that we really love Jesus. But it begins with the heart. It begins with our affections that we choose and have set our hearts in love for Jesus. So that's what we want to be as a church, uh, a church which love Jesus and have him at the center. Uh, we want to be a church uh, that are... Um, that is, is Bible-believing. You know, how do we know what God wants for his church? How do we know how to obey his commandments as a sign of our love? Uh, well, Christians down the ages have believed that God has revealed that to us in, in a book. We are known as the people of the book. Uh, Christians have always been known as, as that. And in fact, of course, it's not a book. It's 66 books, a library of books, if you know your Bible. Uh, written by dozens of authors over a thousand uh, years plus, and yet it has this one author behind it all. Uh, this is what uh, Timothy, uh, Paul writes. He says, all scripture is, is God-breathed. It's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Not a little bit equipped for a few good works, but thoroughly equipped for every good work uh, because of this book that God has given us. So the Bible has got to be central in the life of Christ church. It's his love letter to the church. It's his manual for flourishing in life. 
It's, it's like the, you know, the maker's instructions. If we follow it, if we seek to, to follow it, uh, to cherish it, to hold on to it, to trust it, uh, as the Holy Spirit enables us to, uh, then we'll flourish in life, even if it's countercultural, even if it's hard, uh, as we read it with responsibly and carefully. Uh, you know, there's lots of other things we can learn from, and we do learn from. God is the God of the whole world, so we can learn from uh, wisdom, from scientific study, from the uh, academic study. We can learn from our experiences, from listening to each other, from the world around us. So it's important. But if there's ever conflict between that and the Word of God, then we will go with the Word of God, uh, with the Bible. Now, the temptation, of course, is always going to be to change the message, uh, to adapt to the culture. It was G.K. Chesterton, though, who said, he said, those who are married to the spirit of the age will be widows in the next. You know, the culture changes. Our ideas, philosophies, thoughts change all the time, but, but the message of the Scriptures has to be culturally appropriately applied but the message never changes. Uh, we're going to be Bible-believing, Jesus-loving, uh, Bible-believing, and then um, Spirit-filled. How can we understand the Bible at all? How can we love Jesus at all? How can we uh, have the power to obey his commands? Well, the Bible's really clear, only by the power of the Holy Spirit. And unless the Spirit is at work, we have nothing, we can do nothing. Uh, and, and, and so we need to keep in step with the Spirit and allow him to be at work in the life of our church as well as in our own individual lives. Uh, the Spirit, of course, is working to make us like Jesus as he grows his fruit. Do you remember the fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control against this such thing. There is no law. Imagine all of us living like that living like Jesus, having lives like Jesus. Uh, we need the Spirit to be at work. Uh, we need to be filled by the Spirit. And then the Spirit gives gifts as well as growing fruit. He gives us gifts to serve, to, to, to um, be used by God in the life of the church and in the world. And so he does that uh, in, in sort of informal ways, um, that, that serving and, and, and enabling us just to serve in general and in more formal ways. We need the Holy Spirit to be alive and, and filling our church if, if we're going to become like Jesus and then live and serve and work like Jesus. Uh, I went to, to New Wine for the first time this year with a group from here. It was a, uh, it was a wonderful experience. Great to hang out, camp with people. It's good seeing people at sort of seven in the morning looking bleary-eyed and, uh, uh, and sort of dragging themselves to the, to the shower um, in, a, in a church family. But it was good to... Uh, to experience something of what the Holy Spirit was, was doing. And um, I, I had one experience there. There was in a group of um, several hundred. There was a chap on the stage, never met before, never seen before. And uh, he was uh, talking about healing. And then he said, well, let's, let's see how God wants to, to be at work. And he was having some words that had come into his mind about people in the, in the crowd. And I was thinking, oh, well, I haven't got anything wrong with me, so I'm not going to be singled out. And... Um, and then he said, there's someone here who's something in, they've got something, and I, I don't know what, quite whether it's an infection, but it's something inside their left cheek. And it's, I don't know if it's the gum or the tooth, but there's, there's, there's some infection in there. And, uh, and I think God wants to heal it. And at that moment I thought, well, about three weeks ago, I'd said to Debbie, when we'd been on holiday, Debbie, I think I've got something in my cheek. 
I don't know what it is. It's an infection, I think. It's, I think it's my gum or my tooth, but I don't know which. Exactly the same language uh, he was using. And, uh, uh, and, and so, I, as he said that, I thought, well, this has got to be... And, and then that day, I, I, Debbie had said, she's very sensible, Debbie, she'd said, oh, you should rinse with salt water. So I had rinsed with salt water, and it started to get better, which was great. Uh, but going to new wine, you don't do rinsing with salt water and, uh, and that sort of thing, at least not in my, in my experience. And, um, and it had just started getting bad, and, and I'd gone literally that morning to the bathroom to clean my teeth and sort of thinking, oh, that really hurts again. And that morning, uh, through this chap I'd never heard of in the big crowd, had said very specifically, and, and I, I stood up, that was, um, you know, to be prayed. Someone came, a couple of people came and prayed, and, and you know, I sensed a sense of power of God on me, and, and this was healed up, and, uh, and it's been healed since. And glory, glory to God. Now, that is a wonderful thing. And, you know, in one sense, you think, my infection on the cheek, I mean, who cares, really? You know, it's nothing in the miracle of salvation. My sins have been forgiven. I've been, I've been restored into relationship with God. I'm going to heaven for all eternity. That is what really matters. But it was just a little reminder, and a lovely reminder, a kindness of God to me to, to, to say, actually, I know you individually, and I know you and, uh, and what you need right now. And, and God doesn't always speak like that, and, and that's my... Uh, but we need to be spiritual. We need the Holy Spirit of God to be at work as a church. We need to be Jesus-loving and Bible-believing and Spirit-filled. And, uh, and then we need to be pray- prayerful because of that, a, a prayerful and servant-hearted family. Uh, the family is one of the wonderful pictures of the church. Uh, God is in this business of adopting children into his family. Uh, brothers and sisters, um, uh, sons and daughters uh, of the living God. And we want to reflect that as a, as a church. We want to be a family. And, and that's vital. Um, made up of those from, you know, from naught to 90 plus. Uh, single, married, men, women. Different backgrounds, different experiences, different abilities, different gifts, different in our personalities, different in our likes and our dislikes. One in Jesus, united as children in Christ. Uh, we want to be a family who can laugh and cry together, who can travel together through good times and through really hard times, knowing that we're never alone, knowing that we've got others around us who've got our back. Uh, we're family, and that's what God wants us to be. And as family, we'll be marked by a prayerful dependence on God. You know, always aware that this isn't our church, it's God's church. Unless the, the Lord builds the house, the labor is labor in vain. We're utterly dependent on, on God and on his spirit. And we'll be servant-hearted in our love, modeling ourselves on the life of Jesus, who came not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. How can I serve Jesus as I come on a Sunday, as I'm part of this family? How can I serve my brothers and sisters? question we're always asking. How can I serve rather than just how can I be served? Uh, We're not consumers. We are family members committed to one another. 
That's a mindset we need to ask the Spirit to keep working in us. How can I serve? Uh, It's something informal. We're just doing it. When you come on a Sunday and you're looking out for someone to talk to someone, say, how can I help you? How can I serve? Even just a smile to somebody else is a a real blessing. It can be uh, on a Sunday. And there's something more formal, of course. We're church. We have rotors. You know rotors because most of you are on one probably. Uh, we need everyone. You know we need to be serving to, so that the, the life of the church can function well as we prepare ourselves to then go out to serve in the world. Uh, you know maybe children's ministry. I know Steve's got some gaps. You know could be that. Uh, it, it may be uh, welcomers. I know I was talking to Linda. Says it could do with one a few more welcomers once a month. Someone who's just got a smile who could just greet people as they come in. That could be you. On a rotor, we talk, talk to Linda if it, if it might be. It'll be music. I mean, Emma's about to go on maternity leave, ah, uh, which is wonderful. I mean, no, we're playing, pressing, praying for blessings from going out for Emma. We're so thankful to God for you. Um, but, you know, it's going to leave some gaps. And we're so thankful to God for those who, who are stepping up. But we have, you know, do you play something? Do you just, just a little bit? Do you, do you sing? Do you, maybe. God puts that in your heart. Tim's shaking his head no. Uh, that's okay, Tim. Um, if it's, yeah, there's how do we serve? How can I serve? So it's a mindset and, and, and then we can put it into structure. So, so we're going to glorify God by being a, a Jesus-loving, Bible-believing, spirit-filled, prayerful and servant-hearted family. We haven't got time. We've got time is running out. I'm so sorry. It's too much to say, isn't it? It's too long. Because there's values here. This is, these are the five values we, if we're going to do that. Gracious welcome, humble compassion, extravagant generosity, courageous commitment, joyful celebration don't have to remember those. We'll come back to them in the next year. So don't worry about that. Where are we doing this living and serving? We're doing it in Surbiton. Because that's where God has put us. 1863. Some people who lived around here said, well, we need a church here. Because uh, God is calling us to build a church. So they build a church and it is for the gospel. We've got Berrylands that way. We've got Alpha Road that way. Uh, God has put us here for a reason. Uh, and so we're called to be living and sharing the gospel here in this area. But we need a big vision too. And our big vision is for, uh, not just for the parish, that's the parish, uh, but for the world. And uh, wonderfully, Beryl is off to Senegal. Uh, we're in Kitgum in Kenya. Uh, we're in Kingston with Church's uh, Action Against Homelessness. Uh, we're uh, partnering with others to be a church that impacts the world. So um, here it is. This is it. Uh, 33 words summary. I'm sorry we've rushed through it, but I hope some of it is going in. Some of it is just thinking, oh yeah, this is what we're going to be as a church. Uh, you don't have to remember it. We'll publish it. We'll talk more about it. Uh, but if you can just remember those eight words, that will be good. What are we about as a church? Living and sharing the good news of Jesus. Brilliant. Well, pray that that would be true for us. Come on. We need to sing. We need to focus our hearts on Jesus. Uh, we're going to close our time by, by singing together. Um, but uh, you know, if you remember it, if we do this, great. But it's all about Jesus. It is all about setting our hearts and our minds on him. And uh, so we're going to sing of him as we draw our, our formal time of our gathering together this morning.